Hey everybody, it's Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Biscuit Reynolds just left into my lap, so he's here to co-host as well. Um, it's my cat, by the way, if you haven't met him before. Um, welcome to episode 105, uh, which was originally scheduled to be an episode with a guest, and that did not come through. And I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> recently in like, what are we like, pandemic month? We're at week 77 of the quarantine, pandemic week 77. I am like, it's so clear that making plans is like nailing silly putty to the wall. Like it might work for a while, but it's like all dripping off, right? Like every plan I try to make is just subject to uh, whether or not the universe wants it. And that's fine. That's kind of the way life is kind of anyway. Um, so this episode is a pivot to what I'm actually going through right now. We're going to talk about grieving. I think that an episode about grief and grieving is called for in these times. As many of us have had um, change, as many of us have experienced loss of some kind, um, we can grieve for so many reasons. Um, and death is just one of them. Um, and what's interesting is like, we live in a really grief phobic society, um, where it's not safe to have your feelings. It's not safe to be present with your feelings. Uh, we're really socialized to feel inconvenient when we have feelings. Um, and in fact, what I'm learning about trauma histories and reparenting is that most of the trauma experience that kids take into adulthood is not the experience itself. It's being left alone with the feelings and not learning how to emotionally regulate themselves. Um, and so now we've got like a, you know, millions of people across the world dealing with the sudden loss of a loved one, either due to COVID or other circumstances. There's so much loss going on right now. Um, and like loss of jobs, loss of identities, loss of experiences in the world um, for like, for so, many sick and disabled folks who are immune compromised and children, it's the loss of like being able to go out and about and not truly fear for your life. Um, like, or even with the people that you connect with, it's wild out there. It feels really scary. Um, something, I'm just gonna address this now. Um, you can skip ahead a couple minutes if you don't want to hear me talking about COVID, but like, in my opinion, the way I've approached this pandemic ethically for me, and this is just for me, I'm not judging you, you do what you want to do. I believe COVID stops with me. So I'm going to do everything in my power to keep me out of the contagion sphere, which means like, if I get exposed to COVID, I'm not going to pass it on. Like, masking is really like, when you look at the statistics about how masking works, it's really me wearing a mask to protect you from me in case I was exposed, right? Um, and immune or uh, people who have had the vaccination are still able to pass the virus. That has always been true. So I've never stopped wearing a mask or doing things socially distanced. I'm exclusively outside with people. I am like very, very careful. Um, and I have had some indoor contact with people who are also immunized when that was like, when I believed the CDC's recommendations were in alignment. Um, but as soon as they like told everyone, take your masks off, go to concerts, like it's cuckoo out there. Um, and I really wrestle with like the ethics of gathering in this time. I was supposed to go, if you listen to this podcast a lot, um, you know that I was supposed to go to uh, three in-person glowing goddess getaway retreats this year um, happening this fall. And 
They have all pivoted to virtual because of spikes in COVID cases and because as a cannabis self-care retreat, um, cannabis is a patient community first and foremost. And we want to be mindful of our patient community. We want to be mindful of moms who have uh, kids who can't get vaccinated, right? Like it's really... To me, I'm really heartbroken in this time because I feel like there isn't a care for human life um, by the people who are supposed to be protecting us. And I'm having a lot of grief around the way I think government should be acting in our interest and how the government is not acting in our interest. And that's how I feel, right? So don't have to agree with me, but I just want to give you my ethics. So if I don't agree with the government, that's fine. I'm still going to live out my values. So, you know, that's how I live. And that's how I'm choosing to be in this time. And I have also had a lot of grief around not getting to gather with my friends. Um, but I also recognize that like, you know, having events isn't necessarily the safest thing you can do. Maybe like, you know, camping only, right? Like anyway, so, uh, one of my dear friends from the glowing goddess getaway, uh, chose to end her life via suicide, uh, recently. And I found out this morning, um, it's, I'll say this as someone who has lost many friends, um, to a choice death, a choice related death. I, I would call some overdoses, uh, in that category too, of what I would call suicide. Um, and it's happened a lot where I've gotten frantic text messages from people like, Hey, call me right now or call me when, when are you around? You know, like, but you kind of know from the text, right? You, you know, when something's up. And, um, I got this strong, um, energy yesterday to go to sleep early. Um, and so I went to bed at nine and, oh, I had so much sleep and I like was going to wake up for the, uh, we have a daily wake and bake on our discord server. Um, and Discord is like a virtual locker room. It's like a hangout space. You can like have, there's voice channels where you can talk like you're on Clubhouse. There's like video rooms where you, it's like a Zoom. Um, and then there's like threads and forums, very old school AOL. I just want to say like it's very old school AOL in there. Um, and I love it. It's so great. It's a great way for a community to gather. Uh, so this has been working well for the Glowing Goddess Getaway. We've been on there for about three months and my friend Courtney, um, was on there a lot. Like she's kind of the reason why our discord took off so swiftly because she was really present and community means you keep showing up. And she was a really great, um, core part of our community. And, uh, I loved her a lot and she used purple, uh, her love for purple as like a self care. Like she surrounded herself with purple. She never apologized for being the most, you know what I mean? Um, and one of the best parts about this community is that we really embrace one another with a sense of inclusivity and belonging and like you belong exactly as you show up. And so people can come and just be the most, you know, and do them. Um, and you get a chance to have some real intimacy when you're willing to love someone for exactly who they are, rather than needing them to perform some function or having some expectation of them about how they will be other than, you know, kind, right? We have five high standards, right? It's, it's a beautiful community. And when you're in community with people and they pass away, it sucks. It's really hard. And, um, especially like when you aren't gathering in person, but we have this like really beautiful, vibrant discord where we've been able to gather a couple times today and talk and be together with each other and share resources. So my hope is like, this is just going to be like my brain dump about what I do when I'm grieving. Um, and what's interesting is I've already done this episode before. I did it like two years ago, um, in October of 2019. Um, and it, 
it was a great episode and I've also learned a lot. <laughs> I've lost a couple of significant people in my life since then. And so I've learned more because I've gone through it again and again. Every time I practice grieving, um, it's like I'm running laps. You know what I mean? Like emotional laps. How am I going to care for myself now? So first and foremost is time. Like I noticed that things were kind of falling off my schedule a lot lately. And I was like, huh, interesting. And sometimes that happens for me. Like and it's because I'm supposed to rest, right? I also got injured last week. Um, I was dancing to Guns N' Roses in the forest, if you want to know. And suddenly, like, my hip hurt. And that's usually the goddess telling me you need to rest. Because I still, I'll play injured, meaning, like, I teach my aerobics class, like, unless I really, really can't. Um, and so I just have to be really conservative. Because some movement is okay for healing in my body. But, like, I'm really conservative. And I'm, it's like, that's the thing I do. And everything else, I'm resting. So I've been resting a lot, which is good. I've known I've needed a lot of sleep recently. Um, I heard that people who are empaths and psychics in this time, because there's so much going on in the collective, are needing to get a lot of sleep. Um, and so that's something I want to pass on to you. If you identify as a highly sensitive person, uh, probably you do. If you're spending time listening to my podcast. Um, and... So I've been really high on the self-care, high on the rest, and I'm really grateful I had a full night's sleep when I learned this news this morning. First time I've ever learned the news of a friend's passing in a group video chat. <laughs> have frequently heard it on social media, frequently gotten a phone call, sometimes a one-on-one -on -one FaceTime, but never a group like Zoom. It's the equivalent of, right, if you've never been on a Discord chat room. It is wild. And like every time someone new would come in, I, we would like almost like hark and, and announce, oh, Mana's here. And so we give the news again. And with as much like warmth, compassion, and clarity as possible, because these circumstances are very confusing. Grief is a very confusing experience. Once your reality shifts, like I, my a definition of trauma that really resonates for me is an event um, in your life where your life is never going to be the same. So like 9-11, a trauma born by all, right? We all experienced that if we were alive at that time. I know some of you weren't. Um, and uh, But like coronavirus, we're all alive at this time, right? So, um, and I believe we're all alive because we chose to be here, right? That's how I believe our spirits work. So um, in suicide specifically, prayer helps a lot. Um, frequently, like if the spirit wasn't ready to go or wasn't, wasn't like, it wasn't in alignment to go, right? I think some suicides are, some suicides aren't, right? Like, I don't know how this all works. This is just what I've cobbled together from different teachers I follow. Um, but I really appreciate the idea that, like, you can pray and help someone's passage be easier, whether their spirit wanted it or not, right? But I've heard that sometimes they can be very disoriented in the hereafter, especially if it's a sudden death. Um, and uh, so it might take a while for a loved one to be strongly sending messages. Uh, Courtney has taken no time, by the way, to send strong messages that has been happening all like to many of us. It's, it's really great to be able to share those synchronicities. And if you are grieving and you don't have someone to share your synchronicities with, find a buddy who can be your synchronicity buddy. So you can share that kind of stuff. That's really sweet. I have a friend who gets dimes because of a friend who passed away like 20 years ago. And like, I get dimes now, um, because of that person, right? Like just making those connections. Um, also this is a great a tool for supporting someone who's grieving is uh, whenever someone mentions to me someone who's passed away in their life, like a dad or a mom or like a friend or a sibling, whoever, I ask them to say their name to me and then I say it back as a way of just like 
naming them and like honoring them and remembering them because every time we speak their name, every time we feel love towards someone who is, I believe in life after life, right? Like, I don't think that, I think you leave the body, but you don't leave our energy. Right. Um, but I think speaking the name is a very strong way to connect. And it's also a, a wonderful way to honor somebody because if someone's sharing with you, someone they lost typically like that's a nice, it's a nice gesture. I'll just say it's compassionate. Um, Let's see. For grieving, I really love uh, Teresa Caputo um, is a medium. She's known as the Long Island medium, if you're not familiar. Um, she has some really good books um, and she reads them aloud. She has a ghostwriter, but she reads them aloud for her audiobooks, and I quite enjoy. Um, and her book called Good Grief is my favorite to recommend to people who are new to grieving. She clearly, because she's a psychic and talks to people about their departed loved ones, knows a lot about grieving. And she has set out like, I think it's a 30 day, it might be a 40 day plan for like how to grieve and how to like connect to your feelings. So like if you don't have a solid roadmap to like get back to yourself or to grieve, I really recommend her book. It's really, really reassuring. Um, if you want to know more about her like connection, like and how she does her psychic stuff and all that stuff. Her first book is fantastic. And then I would recommend each of them. And she has a new one out that I still need to read. But um, anyway, good grief. Um, I also really like the Sark book, Sark, S-A-R-K. Um, Glad no matter what. It talks about grieving. She talks through her process of grieving her cat who passed away. It was like 18. So imagine having a familiar for 18 years and they depart, right? Her cat, her mom and a love relationship that she thought was going to be a longer term one than it ended up being. Um, and I have actually had some of the hardest times grieving love relationships because I used to get really caught up in expectations about what I expected about somebody versus just allowing them to be an experience and appreciating them for however long you get it. Um, there is this like attachment to anything that like brings grief, right? Like that's a very Buddhist concept is like, just have no attachments, but it's true. Like everything is just this present moment. We don't know how long it gets to last. And am I going to hold myself back from fully loving and fully being present in this moment? Because I know that there will be heartbreak on the other side. Nope. I have just learned from too many people passing away and having too many regrets about things I didn't do and ways I didn't show up in people's lives or ways like, I, I restrained myself from giving Reiki to my grandmother when she was like having lung cancer, right? Like I was just like really afraid that what I would do wouldn't be enough. And so I didn't even want to try. And that is some perfectionist thinking that held me back from like a real connection and perhaps even relieving my grandmother of like, um, feeling not good. Right. I also restrained myself from like giving her CBD until like way too late. It sh she should have had morphine at that point and wasn't getting it from the hospice. It was so annoying. Um, anyway, having a death doula to help you like connect with a, a dying process with somebody who's having a natural death is really great. Having a death doula to like help you like navigate your feelings um, after a sudden loss is also really great. Um, I would recommend looking that up maybe on Yelp. Um, if you don't know anybody, um, my friend, man, I know somebody, her name is Manda. She's great. Um, anyway, I just really think having someone in your corner to help you navigate new feelings is really helpful. Um, of course, reading books is helpful too, but like, you know, consider connecting with someone. Also, I'm a big fan of therapy. I love my therapist. I talked to my therapist yesterday about, um, on Tuesday, I was feeling this like weird sense that I was being asked to be stronger than I felt. 
Um, and I was like, I think the universe needs me to be stronger than I am. That's really how I was phrasing it. Um, and I talked to my therapist about it and he just asked me the best, most perfect, simple question, which is where do you get your strength? And I was like, oh, well, from the goddess. So I guess I need to exercise my faith more, um, and exercise my faith muscles. And that was really helpful to have that clarity yesterday for today's news. So this is why I'm like therapy, normalize it, like going to the gym. And by normalize, I mean destigmatize because normal is a weird cult and it's not real. It is just a way of like conforming in order to achieve belonging and nothing great is normal. Um, anyway, so I just want to really encourage you to like find your support systems. Um, you can isolate and grief. Plenty of people do. Um, I don't recommend it. That doesn't work for me. Um, I need to be with other people. Um, both because I need to be of service because I'm a Virgo rising and like, that's a service based sign. We're motivated by service. I want to be of service. I want to be the one planning the memorial service. I'm good at that kind of stuff. I want to be planning the potluck. I want to be gathering people together, connecting to people, right? Like how can I be of service is really helpful for me. I do a lot of grief baking, um, grief cooking, right? Like if something happens, like when you're going through grief, especially if you're like an immediate family member, like dealing with it bringing food is so helpful, like heat and eat kind of stuff that like nourishes them. Right. Like, um, I have a casserole I like to make, uh, it's essentially it's tater tot casserole, but I call it spotted owl casserole. And it is the best thing to give people who need to put on weight. Um, like if someone's going through cancer, um, like it's such a good, like meal to give somebody in like a casserole dish, you can give it to them. They can keep it in the freezer if they don't need it right away, or they can eat it. Um, but that's like, I mean, you could do that for grieving people too, but I, I started doing it for people going through chemo for cancer. Um, so I can make it vegan too. It's really uh, a versatile recipe, uh, tater tot casserole. Just look it up. I mean, at some point I'll put my spotted owl casserole recipe on the internet, but for now, tater tot casserole, um, with grieving, you want to like really just be super tender with yourself really, really indulge in your self-care because you can't serve from an empty cup. And it's hard to ever feel like your cup is full when you're grieving. Um, but just trust that like things come in waves and like when you can, when your wave is like rising or whatever, um, when you can on an up wave, get your self-care done. Like today I took a good long shower, washed my hair, like, um, nourish myself, made sure I ate. Like I didn't have anyone in my home tending to me. This is like, um, when I was my, so my ex-partner, um, had like chemo radiation and surgery for breast cancer, two surgeries. Um, and we walked through that with her caretaker and then like on, like almost immediately after her last chemo treatment before radiation, right? She wasn't done with treatment yet. Her dad, um, uh, went into the ICU and then passed away. It was really sudden. It was really like hard. Uh, to deal with. She was immune compromised at the time. She was going through chemo, but it was not a pandemic. Um, and so like, I learned a lot walking through like caretaking for cancer and also being present for someone who was grieving. Um, and it's really nice to have someone in your house, making sure you're eating and making sure you have your self care and like, you know, checking in on you. And when you don't have that, you have to be that for yourself. So like, that's kind of how I've showed up for myself today, right? Like how can I caretake myself so that I can be of service to others and pour from my full cup. Um, another thing is, so a lot of self-care and just trash the idea of productivity. Like you don't have to be productive all the time. You can figure it out, right? Like today was not an ideal day to have everything like fall off my calendar, 
But in fact, it was an ideal day for me. You know what I mean? Like productivity wise, maybe not, but you know, living my life and like honoring the cycles of life. Yes, definitely. So I'm just being really present, really nurturing, really gentle with myself and knowing that I have, um, so much in my corner, uh, energetically. And one of the things, this is kind of the last thing I'll share is, um, any of my friends who have chosen to end their lives via suicide, I noticed something really common with them is that they frequently are very bright light people. Like the kind of people who walk into a room and just light pours out of them. They just like connect, like you, they brighten a room. Right. And those folks who then also like, I just noticed that they weren't able to let the love in. You know what I mean? Like people loved the shit out of them. Like people love the shit out of Courtney. Like, and also like people can love you so much. And if you can't feel it, you can't feel it. And like, to me, I think my work in this world is to perfect my loving, to get to be a better and better, more loving human being. Um, I learn a lot from this, from Michael Bernard Beckwith from Agape Spiritual Center. He preaches on this a lot. Um, and just really perfecting our loving. And I, I just, that resonates with me so much because like, I think part of loving others is being able to be loved in return and doing the work in order to let the love in and to let the, let the love be enough and let yourself be enough. And the work you do to love yourself will expand how much you can love the people in your life. And when the people in your life depart, you will feel that you have been loved. I was listening to this great Lou Reed song, um, about like just feeling loved and how like, um, it's, you'll know you were loved by Lou Reed. Um, and it's just this idea of like vowing to myself that the people in my life will know that I loved them. And I'm just going to keep working on how I can love more. Um, and frequently loving is just holding space for people to be exactly who they are in that moment, knowing that they're constantly like releasing stuff that isn't them and showing up new, you know, love and grace are infinite, um, and available infinitely. And we can always serve from divine source. I'm always planting roots and bringing it light into myself. That's how I connect to divine source. And I just set the intention that I'm getting my energy from the divine source so that I can serve from that and utilize my own finite energy for myself and my own healing. So that's what I have on grieving. I think probably in that previous episode, I had a lot more um, on grieving. So you can always cross-reference it. I want you to like hear this podcast and like see my growth and hear my growth. Cause like, you know, if I'm not growing, I'm not serving y'all. Cause I want to always have something worthwhile to talk about. Um, I want to uh, give you, so if you think that if you like me sometimes deal with suicidal thoughts, um, I did an episode, um, a solo episode back in, I should have looked this up and I'll say this like high five for self care, three cheers for awkward, like whatever. I didn't look it up before I started this podcast, but I did these episodes about like how to prepare yourself for those times ahead where your brain, uh, your mental health might not be so like chummy where you might do the the math on whether or not you should stick around on this planet and you come up short, right? Like if that's you, if that's something that sometimes you deal with, um, I want to encourage you to listen to this podcast episode. Um, uh, I'm looking at the number right now, but basically it just gives you some prompts. Uh, really it's like I, when I'm feeling good, 
I write them down in my journal, like a whole list of the things I can do instead of making that choice. It's very simple, right? You don't have to listen to the whole episode for it. But um, if you want to listen to more about that, I just felt like I needed to share on that if, in case anybody um, wants or needs um, to deal with that. You know what I mean? Um, I also did a great episode, episode 62, Everyone is a Mess. Everyone is a Mess. That's the you don't have to listen to it, but everyone is a mess. Everyone's dealing with stuff you don't know about. Um, and let's see. Do, do, do. Aha. Episode 70. You must believe in spring creating a personal resource list for hard times. Um, it's a whole episode and I think it'll help you. So if you're thinking that's you, i love you so much and I want you to stick around. And so if you want to spend some more time with me, go listen to episode 70. I love you so much. You are important. You are worthy and everything about you is worthy of love, even if you think it's unlovable. And shadow work is really the work to love the parts of yourself that are the hardest to love. And it's some of the most important work you do to deepen your loving. Um, we did some really good tapping for grief today in the Discord rooms. Thanks to Noemi, uh, my friend who I've interviewed here before. Um, just so grateful for the community. So grateful for my glowing goddess community. Um, and if you find this podcast <laughs> a good resource and value, I promised myself I was going to say this in every episode, please support my Patreon page, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash F-K-D-P, which stands for Fat Kid Dance Party, is uh, my, you know, membership support site where I create self-care content to support you um, and to provide value to you for 25 bucks a month, you get access to six aerobics classes at a time and 10 minute, a 20 minute, two 55 minute classes, a chair aerobics class and a 45 minute can size class, which is a uh, slower, more repetitive choreography for use with an optional cannabis experience. Um, if you've ever been called too much, too fat, or felt too awkward to dance, mine is the supportive aerobics class for you. Minimum participation is just showing up and cheering along. Starting at just two bucks a month, you get access to all of my Zoom aerobics classes. This is included in that full membership. But the Zoom aerobics classes are where it's at. It's really fun. It's a great community. We also have a Discord where we chat. It's like our little message board. Um, we're sharing about Oracle cards this week. Um, I also teach about spiritual self-care um, in my Patreon. Um, and membership starts as, as low as two bucks. And there's so many options. And um, there's really like four options. But um, it's a really great community and it's the best way to support me. I'm like a fully supported, uh, Patreon artist. I am so grateful for the ability to work from home in a pandemic and provide things of value and to support your self-care. So thanks for tuning into this podcast. Thanks for having me as part of your life. Um, I'm really appreciating, uh, having you here cause you could be listening to anything else and you chose my podcast. So thank you. I appreciate you. And I hope you have a really great rest of your day, night, beach trip, kayak trip, uh, stargazing, whatever it is, your dishes, <laughs> cleaning up your house, doing laundry, whatever it is you're doing. I hope that it is fantastic and you find a peace that passes human understanding. <laughs>